0: The places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab.
1: Mr. Phenomenal, he's had a tough run, but he's still in front. The tax accountant is starting to loom large to the outside with Factory Warrior. Mr. Phenomenal, the tax accountant, and Factory Warrior. Factory Warrior went through with the tax accountant and Mr. Phenomenal. Factory Warrior just in front of the tax accountant and Mr. Phenomenal as they hit the line. Factory Warrior beat Mr. Phenomenal and the tax accountant. Stew by fourth, Mr. Ticket's fifth. Takings,
2: poetic heart. That was Factory Warrior taking out the Bentleys' Rocky Amateurs Cup at Callaghan Park, Rockhampton last Saturday for jockey Nathan Evans and trainer Mark Curry on a big day at Rockhampton. They had ten races there. For the Central Queensland Amateur Racing Club and the bracelet taken out by Last Chance for Ashley Butler and Olivia Cairns. Good morning and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news with lots of news coming away today, not just out of some of the uh, provincial meetings like the Rocky Amateurs there, but also we continue on the trail of the Battle of the Bush qualifiers Eskdale Girl winning at Jandawi on Saturday and the Charlesville Newmarket going to high cost. And the Outback Racing Showcase Series continued at Hewenden. Argento, Perlo, saluting there. Lots of news to get through on the show today. And as always, helping us out with that news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob.
0: Yeah, good morning, Tony. I've managed to uh, pull up in a stopping bay on the road. I'm uh, just short of Nebo. I was hoping to make it to Nebo after after being in Mackay for uh, a funeral of our dear sister-in-law, Josephine Luck, uh, affectionately known as Joe all the life, And a uh, wonderful send-off, Tony, and... Uh, no, it wasn't. I wasn't late getting going because of the wake, but I do believe they they did a very good job uh, with that send off. <laughs>
2: uh, sympathies and uh, thoughts with the family. It's uh, it's never easy to say goodbye, but sometimes uh, these these are the sort of things that uh, test us in life. And yeah, that, thoughts that, with that, the uh, with the families and friends there.
0: That's right. When it's a beautiful ceremony, it uh, makes it a heck of a lot easier. And uh, before I do forget, though, Tony, a couple of uh, congratulations, firstly, to uh, apprentices Emma Bell and Rachel Shred for being selected to compete at Hobart on uh, Sunday, I think it was. Unfortunately, didn't get the the chocolates. But I think Rachel may have finished third and Emma about fifth on their mounts, but I'm sure they saw it as a wonderful experience and uh, great recognition for both girls who are riding so well. And it'd be very remiss of me if I didn't give a uh, congratulations and happy 50th birthday making the big 5-0. Johnny Manselman in Mackay, who I happened to be able to catch up with on the weekend. Uh, congratulations to you, John. Uh, happy birthday. I hope the surprise dinner was a surprise on uh, Sunday night, I think it was. And uh, the boys got up from Brisbane to to be with you. I'm sure it was a great night out. And uh, Congratulations, and uh, many happy returns from the Bushbeat team,
2: Rob. We're looking back
0: at the uh, the weekend that was, as we always do on Bushbeat, and
2: as I mentioned at the top of the show, two Battle of the Bush qualifiers on the weekend: High Cost saluting in the Charleville New Newmarket, and uh, the Jan Dowie qualifier taken out by Estelle Girl. Our friend Scott Powers joining us on Bushbeat this morning, as he's been taking a close look at what's been happening in the Battle of the Bush so far, and I've been following with interest his video reviews and previews on the on the Bit Racing Australia Facebook page as well. Welcome along, Scott. Hi, hey, good morning Tony, good
0: morning Robbie and good morning everyone. Yeah, good morning to you Scotty and uh, the Battle of the Bush is certainly taking shape and great to see also Tony for our benefit that Racing Queensland do have up on their website under the industry menu uh, the Battle of the Bush and I just hope they've updated the uh, results from Saturday when I checked yesterday it wasn't there but Collie Truscott's all over that I think and uh, Scott, the first thing I'd just like to talk to you about is the situation with uh, High Cost. He was the winner of the Charleville Newmarket, which is a time-honoured race. And I'm sure Brett Moody is going to speak more of this a little bit later on. But he's not eligible for the final because he's won a metropolitan race in the last two years. Uh, But people then ask, well, why is he in the heat? Well, the rule basically is if you've had five non-TAB or country race starts in the 12 months prior to the heat you are eligible to be in it. So it does, these these feature races, it does mean you're restricting a horse that hasn't had five starts, but there's no reason why High Cost couldn't go in it. So if, if our listeners are wondering, well, why is he not in the final, that's because he won a Metropolitan race in the last two years. Uh, your thoughts on that, is it an anomaly, or is it is it uh, protecting the Battle of the Bush quality going into the final?
3: Yeah, I think it's... Um... Sort of, it, it's got to, got to do with the quality, I think. Uh, Robbie, um, as you know, High Cost actually won the heat at Corpy too, and um, unfortunately the jockey did weigh in light there. So uh, mm. Trommel Sargon it, it got the um, it, got, it got the race. It'll go to Brisbane and, and Zillator for David Rewall, who finished second to High Cost out there at Charleville on Saturday. Yeah, I know the rule is there for the horses that haven't had the five starts. So do they maybe do they maybe take that into account also, Robbie, if they've had the win in the last two years at the metro do they do they take that into account as well in in moving forward
0: yeah it's one of those things i know and it comes up i think uh, with the charleville new market again because uh, people often buy their tried horse and they want to win their hometown feature but they have to understand the rules when it's a battle of the bush heat if that's the case with that race well they need the five non-tab starts and as cole got explained to me as well Uh, If you had the situation um, where the race was still then open to every competitor, you could end up with, say, the first four home not being eligible for the Battle of the Bush because they haven't had the five heats. So you might end up with the fifth or sixth place getter representing that area. Whereas this way, the horse that's met the qualifications uh, is still eligible to be part of a feature race. Yes, he can't go on, and I know Mark Johnson is well aware of it, but he's been able to snare the race. But at least the second-place getter keeps that standard there with Zillator because he, he was second to fully maxed in the long-reach heat as well, and he was a couple of lengths off it. But it's a good form line as well going in, so it maintains that standard, doesn't it?
3: Exactly, Robbie. And yeah, as you said, Zillator's uh, consistency is going to make play, and, and now it'll get a start in the final. So... Um... Yeah, it's, it's something to move forward with, I think, mate, and maybe something they can uh, look into, I think, with, um, with the race coming into next year.
0: Yeah, I think the only anomaly maybe is to consider uh, whether or not that winner, if they aren't eligible for the final, then becomes eligible for the heat as well. But we'll leave that to the powers to be to look at, Scotty, because um, when you consider what we've seen on the weekend... It was interesting to see in the John Dowie uh, Battle of the Bush qualifier, which was the Renewable Energy Partners 2021 Battle of the Bush John Dowie qualifier, over the 1,200 as well. Uh, Exdale Girl for Ross Coveney and uh, Miss Jasmine Cornish, uh, a young apprentice on board in the heat, defeating another young apprentice in Angela Jones on Rather Salubrious. Now, there's a, this is a good form line because um, Exdale Girl was only narrowly beaten by Rather Salubrious two starts back. So she's turned the tables, this Turfentine uh, mare, this time around. And Rather Salubrious, Scotty, good form line in the sense that this one was third in the Country Cup's um, final uh, back in December for David Reynolds and I'm sure David will be still priming this one to get a start in the Battle of the Bush heat. so again a pretty good standard coming out of this heat
3: Yeah for sure and as you know rather salubrious um, it, it did run a big race uh, when it got the uh, money in uh, Brisbane I think it was at a midweek earlier on uh, before that start last week um, I think he's got a heat coming up in Windy. that'll be uh, the 29th of May I, I, I'm suggesting maybe they, they chase that one because after this weekend we'll have 10 heats that have been run and and the field of 16, so there's six, six more heats to go um, and it'll finish with Dan Gould, I think, on the 12th of uh, June before that final on the 26th of June. So, yeah, rather salubrious. So I did think it was going to be hard to beat, but Esther our Girl turned the tables on it, as you said, mate, and uh, congratulations to the apprentice Jasmine Cornish. I haven't heard of Jasmine riding and I, I dare say she wouldn't have been riding for... Uh, very long and it's congratulations to her and also to Ross Coveney with Estelle Girl getting into the uh, final after it's hit but winning the Battle of the Bush Heat down there at Dowie.
0: And and good on them for sticking with The Apprentice uh, in a heat race like that. It's that age-old uh, discussion or argument, which way do you go with jockeys, not only in heats but in finals. But great to see that the three ladies completed the pl- place getters in Jasmine Cornish. And myself, I haven't done my research after the weekend that we've had, but I'm sure Tony will be up to date with Jasmine Cornish. But she beat home Angela Jones and uh, Hannah Richardson. And when you look through the field with Richford, Max Gall. Osaka now, Osaka ran in the country stampede. I'm pretty sure it was last year. So, you know, the depth is continuing to be there. And, uh, Scotty, when you've seen the results so far, I mentioned fully maxed as a good heat winner coming out of the Longreach race. Fab's Cowboy has come out of the Charters Towers. And you've got Raiden coming out of Gordon Vale. And Galapagos, who has strength right through to the 1400. I think there's the 1,200 metres is going to be the interesting thing with uh, determining who, so far out of this what we're seeing, uh, who has the strongest claims.
3: Yeah, exactly, and you, you take into account Tango Rain also um, with this went out at Mount Isa for Rick McMan and Jay Morris. Um, you know that that, that quality field is going to be there once again, like Raiden. Um, I've got a big opinion of Raiden as you know and um, I think he's winning Gordonville was very good for Johnny Manson and Lacey Morrison when they teamed up up there and they've got a home hill heat and also Emerald heat this weekend so I'm interested to see um, what other horses do come into play because as as we know the week that they had the five heats Robbie um, the fields were very very small and as we know with the five runs required in the country area before you can start that sort of Made it that little bit, um, you know, disappointed to see the smaller fields. But as we've seen last weekend with Jim Dewey and and only the two heats on the one weekend, uh, both for full fields, and I think we're going to see pretty good fields for this weekend's heats at Home Hill and then Emerald, and then the weekend after with Quong Curry, to Windy, and
0: Mariba. Yeah, the lack of the uh, non tab country races last year due to COVID has had an impact particularly in the far north and the north and Scott I just want you to keep an eye on those nominations because I had a little whisper this morning that uh, in your Emerald Heat you may see the appearance of Balenti now if that's the case I know he's been transferred to Nick Walsh in Rockhampton if that's the case, it's a matter of a freshen up for Ballenty to be in a heat like that because he's very capable over the 1,200 right out to the 1,600. Uh, going to be interesting. I'm not sure it's confirmed, but uh, keep an eye on those nominations. He'll add a real depth to that heat uh, in Emerald.
3: He certainly will, of course, with the Emerald Cup um, being on also. It's over the 1,600, so it would be interesting to see which way they do play with Ballenty if, if that's the case, Robbie. Um, you know, the Battle of the Bush heat is over the 1,200, as you know, and and I know he did go down to Nick um, only uh, a week and a half ago, so uh, we wish the Hermans all the very best with Palenti. I dare say they'll be trying to uh, get into some of these races over the Carnival with him also, but, yeah, no, interesting to see if he does um, line up in that heat this weekend in the Battle of the Bush at Emerald.
0: Yeah, plenty of options. I didn't realise that 1,600-metre race is there as well, but adds a, a good dimension to that uh, Emerald meeting. And from what you've seen so far, um, other prospects that you'd comment on in terms of the... Because I've really been impressed with the depth of uh, of the standard so far. I mean, we've, Fab's cowboy, we know, he's, he's never missed a final, and that's great to see coming off that sandtrack win at Charters Towers. Well, for once, he may draw a barrier, Scott, because he... In, variably draws the car park, um, and hopefully he does draw a barrier. But um, from what you're seeing so far, it, it, do you see it as just a very even match at this point, or is there any standout to you,
3: mate? I don't. Think there's any standouts at all, Robbie. Um, you know, very, very, um, you know, even right across the board. I think with all the winners that we've seen, and um, even to those that have run in placings that I think possibly could make the final as well, mate. That yeah, there's certainly no standouts at all, and it, it's a very, very evenly matched race, and. You know, even like Fab's uh, going down to the turf, we know he's not as good on the turf as he is on the dirt tracks. But, you know, you, you never know if, if his weight is OK and he draws OK. He's, he's right into it up to his ears also.
2: Having a look at what we've had so far and then where we've got the the remaining heats to come, we started off, of course, on the 1st of May with uh, Trommelschlagen winning the Quilpy Newmarket. Galapagos then won at Burren Down. The uh, same weekend, we had the other three heats with Raiden winning at Gordon Vale. Fully maxed, getting the long-reach heat and tango ran at Mount Isa. We mentioned Fabs Cowboy at Charters Towers. A Zilla tour will go through as the, uh, the Charleville rep with High Cost being ineligible and then Estale Girl at Chandawi. Curiously, fellas, uh, the downs to... Uh, uh, have had their two races with Quilpie and uh, Charleville. So Trommelschlagen and Zillator uh, are there through so far. All of the other regions now still to have their heats through to, uh, to come through. So this weekend it's uh, Home Hill with the Burdekin Race Club 1180 metre open. There's uh, that uh, heat at Emerald as well, 1,200 metre open plate. Then next week, uh, Cloncurry, Gundawindi and Mariba, 5th of June it's Gainder and and You're right, Scotty, it's uh, the last heat is at Thangool, that 1,200 metre open handicap on the 12th of June.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, Scott, and that 12th of June deadline starts to get a little bit uh, short in time. For some of the other ones I'm keeping an eye on that are coming through, like the benchmark 60 and those higher rated ones, like there's one uh, Nick the Skip came through Charleville. Now, it's had three uh, runs uh, since joining the Edmunds Stable for Shane Iverson. I think it's won the whole three of them one by eight lengths, but uh, it's probably getting a little bit late for some of these. I know there's one Janine Armstrong we commented on a couple of weeks back, and uh, down, ran similar time to the heat there and it's, uh probably needs another two runs to qualify for a heat, so the time is running out for that sort of planning, but there's possible, I think it's one of those years where there could be something really good coming out of the uh, higher rated benchmark races that are just about to hit open company and we've got to keep an eye on them in the coming weeks.
3: We certainly do, Robbie, and as you said, um, with some of the horses that that people are, are sort of, you know, thinking they may get the to go at the um, final. Uh, they, they haven't had their five runs certainly, as, as you mentioned, mate, and, and they're running out of time, all right, because we've only got the this weekend, and then um, you know the six heats left after that. So, so more than half of the field will be there after this weekend. So we'll have a field of ten after the home hill and Emerald heats.
0: Yeah, people like uh, Johnny Mansman Jay Morris are in the envious position uh, with Raiden. How they can plot the course. And with Tango Rain, they've already qualified. Fabs Cowboy, the same. They don't have to worry about the pressure. Uh, but could it be a case of the previous two Battle of the Bush heats? You always look to that last heat uh, two, for the previous two runnings of the Battle of the Bush. It uh, ended in Barcaldon, and that winner came through both heats. So it's, it's one of the form lines you keep in mind as well for the uh, final.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you, you sort of can't, you know, pinpoint, you know, anything that will be a standout. And, you know, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of the country riders trek down for the final this year, too, um, which will be great to see, I think, on a day like that attached to Yarra Day uh, with a $200,000 final. And, um, you know, congratulations to the race in Queensland. They've gone well and truly ahead and moved forward with the uh, supporting uh, the Bell of the Bush.
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh, as it continues to grow, we can hope that the heat factor increases in prize money and uh, that'll continue to strengthen those uh, heats going in. And, um, Scott, you're just very quickly to to wrap up the Battle of the Bush segment. Uh, Your opinions in terms of the jockeys going down? I I think there's, uh, like we were talking to Angela Jones at the uh, Billy Johnson Stable, is considering maintaining the ride for her on um, Fabs Cowboy. and and it's a decision many many uh, stables have to make. Do you go to one of the bigger time uh, jockeys, or do you stick with the jockey who knows the horse best?
3: Yeah, you, you sort of you know you you know it's it's on each hand, isn't it? Like you you give, get the opportunity to have some of those the the big name riders down there on the uh, the group day of racing at Eagle Farm with the, with the Tash Tiara Day, or or do you give them opportunities to your, your your local riders out this way that have, you know stuck staunch with you and. You know, you look at the likes of Alicia Ross, I think it'd be uh, terrific to see Alicia down there to, to take um, you know her place if she rides fully maxed in that final. And, you know, good to see a Rick could get down that way again, you know, to, to take the ride on Tango Rain. And, and also Lacey Morrison, like, you know, she just made that comeback this year again and, and she's riding in terrific form. And, um, you know, that's the opportunities that are there for those riders. And of course, as you said, it's up to the connections uh, if they want to track that way.
0: Yeah, we talked about the depth in the quality of the horses. You've just just mentioned a great depth in the quality of the jockeys. You've listed there, and I've always been a believer in uh, the best time to go to a final with horses in form, jockeys in form, and it may be the case this year.
2: Certainly, mate. Boys, I've been doing a little bit of
0: research just before we let Scotty go.
2: Uh, The uh, surname should have been the the hint for us, that Jasmine Cornish is daughter of Bo trainer Greg. Uh, daughter of uh, Greg and his partner Cherie and uh, yes, uh, has only had probably, I think I was having a look at uh, her list there before, probably you know, something like about 20 rides so far still has her 4kg claim and will be in action this coming Thursday with about, uh, uh, well it'll be very close to a full book, I think she's got about 6 or 7 rides at the Warwick Tab program coming up this Thursday
0: and I knew you were all over that Tony, getting that info See, <laughs> oh, while you two are gas bagging on I've got plenty of time to sit here and Google away i course I'm sure you have the premiership Cheree. details too. <laughs> I will.
3: Cherie wrote as well, didn't she, Tony?
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, and as, uh, I think out of, out of action at the moment, uh, I think she had a fall either earlier in the year or late last year or something like that. I seem to mm-hmm. remember. Don't quote me on that.
0: Uh, and who'd you say she was apprenticed to, Tony? Dad Greg.
2: Greg Cornish's uh, oh, right. yep. uh, trainer at Bow yep. Desert. And. Great, uh, Desert. And, uh, yeah, so it's good to see that uh, Jasmine's continuing in the family line. And one of the stories that I was uh, Googling away and and finding bits and pieces about, Greg was actually apprenticed to Tommy Woodcock, as in far fame. He was apparently Tommy's last apprentice to go through. And I'm not going to say when that was, Greg, but, uh, yeah, that was one story that I found when I was doing a a quick little Google search.
0: Just love the racing history that comes through the names in country racing, Tony and uh, Scotty.
3: Unbelievable, mate. You you, you got your finger on the pulse there.
2: T C No, I just know where. I just know where to look. It starts with G and it ends with Oogle. <laughs> Scotty, thanks for joining us on Bush Beat this morning. We'll keep in touch as we roll through the Battle of the Bush heats. It's been a great series so far, and uh, yeah, counting down towards the uh, the big final coming up on Tat State Eagle Farm on the twenty sixth of June.
3: Hey, thanks, boys, and look forward to that. Um, I hopefully we're going to track down and I'll enjoy the day's racing down there that day as well, mate. So, of course, we've got a little game of football on the day after.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a bit happening that weekend, of course. Yeah, it's a big state of origin match. Good on you, Scott. We'll talk soon. Hey, thanks, boys. Good morning, everyone. Scott Power joining us there, having a look at uh, Battle of the Bush. roll. we're going to go back to the Charleville heat on the weekend. This is What Happened, and Brett Moody with the report. Well, back in the field
1: in silent. Flora's heads are turned for home. High cost gave a kick. Zillator's had the great run. Peels off at back, but high cost is going strongly and responds brilliantly to Moffat. High cost holding of Zillator. One last dash is not enough, and high cost wins for new market. High cost is too good for Zillator. Zillator's last ditch step, it wasn't enough to give her the win in the Charleville Newmarket, but it did net her a place in the Battle of the Bush final. As I say, good morning, everyone. Brett Moody reporting on Charleville Show Day and the closing stages there of the time-honoured Charleville Newmarket. Again this year, a qualifying race in the Battle of the Bush series. The winner, High Cost, um, he gave Mark Johnson his first Charleville Newmarket win, a race that's eluded him many times. And Ben Moffat, uh, Twomba-based jockey, his first uh, feature win, at his first meeting on the track, he did pick up the ride after fellow Toowoomba-based jockey Paul Randall was suspended after weighing in light after High Cost won the uh, Corp in Newmarket. So it certainly was uh, bad luck for Paul, but the good luck for Ben to pick up the ride and redemption for High Cost. And Mark Johnson ponders, has a horse ever won his 100th start twice? Technically... Uh, it was the case because uh, he had his 100th start at Corpy but then was disqualified so had to uh, redo it again at Charleville. High cost has been a revelation since being sent west by Kelvin Hickmont who uh, shares in the ownership and uh, he led throughout. Uh, he won the Nuremer Cup earlier. Uh, he found the coveted rails in run where all the winners were on the day and despite 7.5kg, advantage Sillator just could not get past him However, High Cost doesn't qualify for the Battle of the Bush as he has a Metro win inside the last two years. So David Rewald has his first Battle of the Bush runner with Zillator. She's a model of consistency. She's been placed five out of six on the Charleville track and top four in 12 out of 13 since she's moved to uh, David Rewald out at Blackall. And I think she'll acquit herself well. She'll get in on the lightweight. Uh, and uh, she has four top four finishes at Dermott, including a second at the Battle of the Bush distance of 1,200 metres, so good luck to them. It was once again a great day, staged by the Central Warrego Race Club. They uh, had the luncheon featuring Peter Moody and Sam Kekovich. That was well-received and uh, raised major funds for the uh, local hospital auxiliary along with a, uh, a sports auction. Uh, cutest dollars went off in the 1,100-metre 1, maiden. No treble led throughout for local husband-wife team, Carmel Baker Ross Tilley, at uh, his 11th race start a three-year-old by Easy Rocking from four-time uh, City winning Mayor Prend, bred and raced by the Grey family. So it's good to see him in the winner's circle. Mushani Astana led throughout for Pat O'Toole and Rocky Apprentice Cody Collis in the benchmark 60 over 1,600. She was coming off a third of the Tree of Knowledge Cup at Barcaldon last start, so it was no surprise to see her firm from $5 into $4.00. It was the first visit for Cody Collis, a former Cunnamulla boy. He went back to his uh, old roots at the Anzac Day meeting at Cunnamulla and then uh, made the trip out to uh, Charleville. And uh, for the trainer, Pat O'Toole, who's uh, entered a frustrating run of minor placings on the track, he's been placed five out of seven with his previous runners, so his first win at Charleville. There was a track record for three-year-old Wayne Baker trained Philly Difficult in the 800-metre Gordon Lines Memorial. Paul Hamlin picked up the ride with no other jockey available. He rode one and a half over, bringing back memories of the old trainers that would rather put two on than take two off. A daughter of uh, all-too-hard, difficult, actually ran at last year's Blue Diamond. She's had some barrier issues. She ended last year winning two out of three. Wayne Baker's done a very good job. It's been a slow burn for the uh, connections. She was scratched uh, on Easter Saturday on a home track at De Roma when she was due to make a return. And she made a return on uh, Saturday in a big way, blitzing her rivals and broke a 17-year-old track record for the 800 metres. And the other win was a popular local victory, Nick the Skip, for Shane Iverson and Anna Bacos. He led throughout the benchmark 60 over 1,200. He won by eight lengths, the second fastest 1,200 metres on the track and was six-tenths faster than the new market. He was actually bought for the new market. With owner Willie Turner having ridden the, the 84 newmarket winner Bonds returned the old grey for Trevor Miller, so he was uh, keen to repeat some history. But he didn't qualify. But he's now three from three since moving west, and his turn will certainly come. And Shane Iverson's uh, great record since his return to the training ranks: he now has seven winners from 16 runners. The Charleville track will undergo a much-needed renovation over the next two months and hopefully return to its glory days uh, when we resume in August. Now, I'm off to Wandoan on Saturday uh, and we'll report on that next week but that's all the news I have for you boys good morning all
2: good on you Brett thank you for that Brett Moody reporting in on what happened at Charleville on the weekend and Rob but one of the highlights for me looking back through the results wasn't so much 44 starters 12 or 13 jockeys they had there as much as Brett was saying like Paul Hamlin riding difficult for Wayne Baker uh, weighing in one and a half over the, with permission there from the stewards but great to see a field of 12 in the benchmark 60 and 10 lining up in the uh, the class one
0: yeah, and I think it's that hometown appeal to get back to Charleville, uh, as Brett was talking about, uh, with some connections, et cetera, and Cody Collis uh, getting out there, and I know his dad, Ross, uh being able to get out there as well it uh it has a time-honored uh, tradition that particular meeting and uh, one time-honored tradition i noticed too looking at the results tony is that the battle of the bush heat was the only one that really had a close margin of about or just under half a length there's some huge margins but that's pretty common with charleville and i think brett alluded to that too with the uh with the upgrade of the track that's going to take place uh and we may see that that changing down the track. But, yeah, fantastic meeting out there, and I'm sure the club would be very pleased with the, uh, the roll-up that they saw on the day there, Tony.
2: Now, we touched on the Battle of the Bush qualifier at Dowie Estelle girl winning there for Jasmine Cornish and Ross Coveney. Uh,
0: the Jen Dowie Cup was taken
2: out by Suffice, part of a winning double for Tessa Townsend and Patrick Sexton.
0: In fact, they bookended the program, didn't they? And that was the final part of the, uh, the bookend with Suffice, the uh, galloper that won at Toowoomba four-back by Lope de Vega, now a five-year-old. A length and a half uh, winner over Kahiko and Mirali. And uh, Tessa Townsend down to one and a half uh, kilo claim now. And Patrick and her combined to win the first with Storm Zone, the Eurozone that had come off a second at Burrendown, last uh, defeating Sign Curve. And uh, Grandma into third place. That one's run a couple of placings of late, maybe on the improve. Uh galloper that his uh, I, I've heard this one wrapped a bit by Brett Moody. New Boy in the second race for Grant Arnold and Brendan Newport by Skilled. It's only had six starts and it won three of them. Defeated Midnight Matinee and River Span into third place. Uh, carried the sixty kilos and won almost by three lengths in the cutest benchmark fifty-five. So New Boy in good form and one I think you can follow out of the meeting. Uh, Agent Albert for Corey and Kylie uh, Guerin and uh, Gary Guerin on board. The Helter Skelter took out the Class B over the 1200, defeating Coalbank Cavalry uh, for Robbie Fire and Brad Hudson and Queen of Main Street for Dave Reynolds and Angela Jones. In fact, David's horses did consistently well through the uh, uh, the program there with multiple placings, but no winner on the day. But yes, as you said, that Jandowie Cup taken out uh, by the uh, Sexton and Townsend combination and congratulations to them for bookending the program with Storm Zone and Suffice.
2: We've mentioned the uh, Battle of the Bush heat so far. The uh, next meeting we'll look at uh, has a uh, Outback Racing Showcase heat. We've been so far at Bar-, Bar Calden
0: and Gregory Downs and on the weekend we lobbed in at Huendon. We certainly did the Hewen and Spa Supermarket Outback Racing Showcase Heat Open Handicap at 1400 metres. Now this uh, finalises at McKinlay, and in the past, it's been a distance of about the 1800 metres that they've run it over. But I'm pretty sure this year it comes back to the 1500, and that's going to play right into the hands of this winner, Argento Perlo. Uh, Mark Oates has had a great record with this mare, going up to the northwest. In fact i 'm pretty sure she 's close to being undefeated. She may have had a uh, a photo finish loss in one of those. Earlier career runs up there, but she's got a tremendous record going up there. And look, she burst through the pack for Maddie Gray in the uh, open handicap over the 1400 and got up over Spanish Hurricane for Jay Morrison, and Rick McMahon. And that's been in good form. It started favourite as a result. And boy, Foster's, I want to be a Jeep uh, only uh, just less than two lengths away in third place for Jason Babarovich on board. But what a mare this Dame's Day seven-year-old is. 51 starts, 11 wins, 19 minor placings. And at the 1400... She has a record of 14 starts for five wins and uh, four minor placings. So nine out of 14 times she's in the uh, first three prize money. And, and this mare really is going well for a seven-year-old mare, Mark Oates. they doing a great job. Uh, she was unplaced in the Tree of Knowledge Cup behind Cicillating and Balenti. And that's a very strong form line. And she went up there, and at the good odds of $4.40, I could hear part owner Max Tanks, so I reckon, cheering from uh, Mackay when I was up there. Uh, With the win of Agenda Pearl, I know he's looking forward to that final. Now it's over the sort of distance of, I think it's 1,500 metres, Tony, in that final, but I know you'll have found that for me as well (laughs) as as I look at the rest of the results there. And we were talking about Rick McMahon with uh, Scotty Power, how good he's going. Well, he and Jay Morris had a good win with Zagatova, Uh, two from two since the spell for the Bradbury's Luck Mare. She's won three from four for the stable. Three out of 11 now. Over the 1,400 benchmark, 50. 50 she was too good for Metallica into second and uh, Nitro City into third. Honours evenly shared across the day because uh, Dan and Denise Ballard, here's a good one, Jukes County won its only three runs for the stable. Out of a stallion I haven't heard of, Dixie Prospect. It's now a five-year-old Have its, having uh, its eighth win out of 33. And it got up over two informed horses in American Genius. One last start at uh, Bark Calden and also strike pointer last start winner. So a good uh, good race there with the margins only one to quarter length but Duke's County going extremely well for Denise Ballard and of course Dan Ballard booting at home with the 62 and a half on its back. The maiden went to Devil's Number, the Elk Love Conquers All for Sean Royce, Wanderson Davila going out for the meeting up there at Hewenden, got up over War Review and New York Poet. And the cutest money went off in the Benchmark 55. Over the 800 metres went Hammertone for John Barr and Scotty Sheargold, the Sequalo six-year-old. Two from two at the track, but it was first up since December. Got up over Billy Johnson's seven-year reward and Craig Tona into um, third place in that race. But all honours, Argento Perlo taking out the showcase heat open handicap, off to the final now at McKinley. The next league is going to be
2: Aramac this weekend for the 1,400 metre open. The following weekend, Tambo Cup over 1,400 uh, is a heat of the Outback Racing Showcase. The Mount Isa Cup on the 5th of June, 1,450 metres. Then there's an open handicap at Longreach on June 12, 1,600 all leading into the final, which is the McKinlay Cup, over 1,500 metres on Saturday, June 19 at the McKinlay
0: Race Club. Race
2: worth $30,000.
0: Yeah, good prize money up for grabbing these uh, series and heats uh, add such a great dimension to that country prize money, Tony, across the board.
2: We've uh, checked on uh, the Battle of the Bush mm-hmm. and on
0: the Outback Racing Showcase, the other series
2: that we're keeping a watch on. Well, we have to wait until uh, later on today for the next of the Magic Millions Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial up-and-coming Stairs Series. So far, we've been to Mariba, Mount Garnet and Gordon Vale. He's coming up today, Cairns, and then into uh, the rest of June for Innisfail. Well, in fact, that meeting moves to Cairns at Innisfail program, and then to Atherton, Oak Park, and Cairns in July. And the Coast of the Country series wraps up on the 5th of June at Gainder. Doing some other tidying up, our Jockeys Premiership at this stage. The Country Premiership has Alicia Ross in front on 31 wins, ahead of Dan Ballard, Angela Jones, and Anna Bakos sharing second on 27 apiece. Hannah Richardson next on 26, then Dan McGilvery on 25. And for the trainers, hasn't been a lot of change, Rob, but I guess with only a handful of meetings on the weekend. Tanya Parry with 34.5 wins, leading Bevan Johnson with 28, Todd Austin 25, John Manselman, happy birthday, JM, uh, City on 20, and then David Rewold on 19.
0: Yeah, the gap's pretty narrow in all of those fields and so competitive and great to see the depth of uh, training and jockey talent that we've got currently in uh, country Queensland. And plenty of good meetings coming up this weekend to report on, Tony. Um, if they, people would like to email me at News at optusnet.com.au, I'll eventually be getting back to Longreach <laughs> today as I poke along the highway. And the good thing is I can pick up Radio Tab most of the way to tune into these Cairns uh, races today. Yeah, Cairns on today, followed by Tab meetings, as I
2: mentioned, Warwick on Thursday, Mackay Friday, Nanango with their inaugural Tab program on Saturday mentioned that uh, Outback Racing Showcase Series heading to Aramac on the weekend Battle of the Bush qualifiers at Burdekin where it's Burdekin Cup Day, Emerald Cup Day at Pioneer Park where that's also a Battle of the Bush qualifier. Brett mentioned he's off to Wandoan Diggers on the weekend it's Wandoan Cup
0: Day and also meetings on at Atherton and Mount Isa
2: this Saturday. It's a busy weekend on the way.
0: And it'll be a busy Tuesday coming up next week, but just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au with all the great uh, racing stories. And uh, if you want information on anything like Battle of the Bush conditions, I've been getting phone calls about those things. So uh, listen into to Bushbeat because this is the place you'll get the, uh, the information straight from the horse's mouth, so as to speak, Tony.
2: Good on you, Rob. We'll
0: catch you next week and safe travels home. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners.
2: Thank you to Rob Luck and Scott Power for joining us on Bushbeat this week and also to Brett Moody fitting in a uh, report for us as well in amongst his busy schedule uh, with the uh, the courts there in Toowoomba and we look forward to getting some news back from the boys with those race minis coming up this coming weekend. Good luck to the clubs that are racing Saturday. The non-tab meetings are bar called and I should say at uh, Aramac, Atherton, uh, Home Hill, Emerald, Mount Isa and Doan, And especially good luck to Nanango Turf Club for their inaugural TAB meeting coming up on Saturday. As always, podcast replay available for the Bushbeat program. That's available through our Wooshka platform. Just do a Google search on Wooshka and Radio TAB and you'll be able to find it there. You'll be able to uh, follow us also on Twitter at Radio TAB Oz and we'll put the link up there. And also thanks to our good friends on the Bit Racing Australia. The link goes up on their Facebook page as well. We'll catch you back next week on the show on Bushbeat on Radio TAB.